You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. My name is Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumblings.com, and this is Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. We take your questions, answer it the best we can, give our opinion, our analysis of the situation. As always, you can call in 716-508-0405 to have your questions answered on next week's podcast or a podcast after that. You can tweet at us, at Rumblings Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle of it. Last week, we took a bunch of Facebook questions. You can send us questions there using Facebook Messenger. You can send us questions using Instagram, and we'll have a few of those today. We're at Buffalo Rumblings there. You can leave your questions and comments in the show notes article at buffalorumblings.com every Wednesday when this article posts and we'll answer those. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. It's a super boring show without your questions. So please send those in and we'll get to them over the next couple months as we get closer towards the 2019 NFL season, training camp, all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed. We've got Circling the Wagons podcast, Blitz Bills, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, and Buffalo Rumblings Q&A all on the Buffalo Rumblings channel in your favorite podcast feed. Subscribe, tell a friend so we can grow our audience. Today we've got some draft talk. We've got some forward-looking questions as well as we get away from the 2019 NFL draft. So stick around. question we're getting this week is about the 53-man roster and kind of how that's all going to shake out moving forward, but it's really hard to have that conversation without the Bills actually announcing their undrafted free agents. They've got Tyree Jackson and David Sills and a whole bunch of other guys reportedly agreed to deals, but they haven't announced that yet. And with rookie minicamp coming up later this week, we'll have a clearer understanding by the time our next episode drops because even they have a couple guys that are coming in on, say, rookie tryouts that aren't signed to undrafted free agent contracts. They're not part of the Bills roster, but then they'll get signed afterward. So the, the roster really won't shake out until uh, rookie minicamp is over this weekend. So we'll be able to discuss that a little bit more next week. We'll have our 53-man roster projection, the first of, of many. And, of course, it's way too early to have that conversation, but we'll still try. And, and so let's, uh, let's take a step back for a second and talk about the biggest holes on the Bills roster that are still going forward into the offseason, where 
did the Bills not address any weaknesses that they had going into the 2019 free agency and 2019 NFL draft. I still think defensive end is probably their biggest need uh, following the draft and following free agency. They, they don't have any real pass rushers past under contract past the 2019 season. Now that they've reportedly declined to pick up the option on Shaq Lawson. So Trent Murphy is the only guy under contract that is of note past 2019. Jerry Hughes is in the last year of his deal and he's getting up into his mid thirties or early thirties, but you know, he's getting up there. Um, Lawson has got one year left on his deal and then that's pretty much it. So the, the bills need to add a defensive end at some point. Now, if they have to wait all the way until the 2020 NFL draft, obviously that player will be a little bit green coming in uh, and counting on him long-term might not be the best option, but of course they have free agency next year as well. They could always swing a trade. Um, I thought that they might swing a trade during the 2019 NFL draft to get one of those guys, but um you know, you just saw them being traded a little bit or have interest in, say, a guy like Jadavion Clowney. Um, I didn't think they were in, in the market for Frank Clark, but but Clowney was a guy I thought they would think about going after. But with that Oliver on the board at nine overall, they decided to stay put instead of trade down with the Houston Texans. And that might have involved um, moving Clowney. But Buffalo still needs to generate a little bit of pass rush in 2019. They weren't very good at it in 2018. So a pass rush in 2019 would certainly be helpful. They really are going to have to worry about it going into the next offseason. And it really is the biggest question mark on their roster right now. Uh, there are a couple names still out there that they could go after, the most notable be, being Ziggy Ansa, who we'll uh, talk about in the next question here. So I'll uh, leave that for the next question. But they drafted uh, Daryl Johnson in the seventh round. Not exactly a guy that you should be counting on in 2019, probably more of a practice squad candidate. Uh, if we're being honest, he has the length. He comes from a very small school, uh, needs to get into an NFL nutrition program, needs to bulk up a little bit in addition to learning some, some more refinement and pass rushing moves and things like that. He's got a lot of the measurables that they're looking for in like length of arms and things like that, but he's, still a very raw prospect and expecting a whole lot of him in 2019 or really at any point in time in his career is asking a lot. So he's a pure developmental prospect. The bills have Mike love. They have Eddie Yarbrough, but nothing that's like, you know, screaming to get onto the field. So it's something you're going to have to take into account over the next couple months as pass rushers potentially get let go from their current teams. The bills are likely to be interested uh, Ryan Talbot from New York State, New York Upstate.com, excuse me, uh, posted a screenshot from the Bills draft room video that apparently showed the needs that the Bills had going into the draft, and defensive end was on the list. It was the only one of the positions that was on the list that wasn't addressed by the Bills in a meaningful way during the draft. They had tight end up there, they had running back up there, they had oh offensive tackle up there. So they were able to get all those guys and, of course, defensive tackle when they picked that Oliver. So all of those needs were addressed, but the 
need at defensive end was not addressed. So it's something the Bills know they need to take care of. And uh, there's a couple opportunities to do it over the course of the next couple months. Don't be surprised if Buffalo jumps on one of those released players coming up in the next uh, few months, even as late as uh, training camp and the preseason. Our first question from you guys comes from Tony Barton at Barton Tony Leb on Twitter. And he simply asked, what are the odds of landing Ziggy Ansa? We just talked about defensive end being a need for the Buffalo Bills still uh, after free agency in the NFL draft are concluded. And Ansa represents the best player available on the market at the position. But, you know, there's a reason he's still available. And it's big questions with his health. Uh, he has a shoulder injury that has prevented him from signing with the team so far. They had been waiting for the middle of April for his medical results to come back. The middle of April is coming on, and we are now almost into the middle of May and haven't heard anything about Ziggy Ansa yet. He's gone on a bunch of visits. I think Baltimore. Uh, I know Seattle. Uh, he's just been on a lot of teams' radar, but they're all, like the Bills, just kind of waiting it out. So what are the odds of the Bills signing Ziggy Ansa? Let's just start with you know 33% with Baltimore, Seattle, and Buffalo. Now look at you know kind of the rest of the things Buffalo has, you know, all the salary cap space they need. Seattle just signed Russell Wilson to a big deal, might not have the salary cap space. So maybe Buffalo is a little bit more enticing because they can offer him a little bit more money. Uh, you know, Seattle and Baltimore were playoff teams. Are the Bills a playoff team? All these questions. So, um, you know, probably going to come down to the amount of guaranteed money teams are willing to spend and kind of how desperate teams are to get a hold of a pass rusher. I don't know if the Bills are desperate. Buffalo needs a long-term answer, not a short-term answer at the position. So let's just go with 33% for right now. A one in three chance that the Bills are going to la uh, land Ziggy Ansah in this uh, second wave of free agency. I don't think Buffalo is going to push it, but that's kind of the thing that's going on with Seattle and Baltimore too, is that nobody's really you know, diving in with both feet to try and get Ziggy Ansah. So maybe he waits it out and sees... Um, if you can find another bidder around the start of training camp or if somebody gets injured during offseason workouts or something like that. So uh, the, the Bills aren't desperate for a pass rusher in 2019. They could certainly use one, don't get me wrong, uh, but the Bills' biggest need is is for 2020 and beyond. So if they don't think Ans is that answer, I don't know if they'll sign him for a one-year deal to kind of prove it or something like that. Although that's been Brandon Bede's kind of modus operandi this, this offseason as he – you know, looks to reload this roster and looks ahead at compensatory picks down the road. He's been giving a lot, out a lot of one-year deals uh, to folks to come in and kind of prove it. And then if he likes them, he'll resign them. If he doesn't like them, he can let them go and sign somewhere else. Thanks for the question, Tony. He sent us a tweet at Rumblings Q and A on Twitter. <laughs> Our next question comes from Instagram. Einstein Harris writes in, I feel like this organization's new front office and coaching staff have done a great job rebuilding this team, but what move do you think we should make next to get us to a championship? Thanks for following us on Instagram, Einstein. 
the Bills' path to a championship runs through the arm of Josh Allen. And so the Bills have spent this entire offseason rebuilding the offensive line around Allen. They invested in a running back and several other running backs between uh, the draft and free agency. They invested in tight ends in the draft and free agency. They invested in wide receivers and free agency. They've done everything they can to put folks in place around Josh Allen. I think the next step towards winning a championship is just going to be developing Josh Allen. They have a great defense in place. Uh, theoretically, they're going to need you know to add pass rushers, as we've already talked about. But that kind of next step is is going to be determined purely on the offense and whether the offensive can put points on the board. So for Brian Dable, um, and, and Josh Allen, and the rest of the offense, it's it's just going to be about taking that next step. I think adding a true number one wide receiver next season or some dynamic tight end threat or something like that is is probably like the personnel answer to your question. What are they going to be able to do to to change that right now? Probably not a lot. But as Allen develops through year two and into year three, I think adding another piece to the passing attack is going to be imperative. But right now it's really just about developing him. And it's a really difficult question for me to answer because you know, we're not in the meeting rooms. We're not on the practice field with them, you know, how they can develop Josh Allen. And even if they're, even if they're able to Josh, to develop Josh Allen, um, you know, who knows if he's a guy that's going to actually have the light turn on, but you know, all the indications are that he has the capacity to grow as a passer. And so it's just going to be about him taking that next step. Thanks for your question on Instagram, Einstein. You can follow us there at Buffalo Rumblings. That's all one word. We'll be right back after a quick break. Our next question also comes from Instagram. Brian Gogler asks us, on a scale of Doug Marone and Doug Whaley to 100, how well do you rate the outcome of the draft as far as who Buffalo landed? I really like uh, the Bills draft, and it really starts with Ed Oliver. He's a guy that I have loved for a long time in this process. And so I'm, of course, really excited that they were able to land him without having to trade assets for him. I'm... I'm not 100% sure how I feel about Cody Ford yet, and I haven't really seen Devin Singletary in the NFL, obviously. Um, I am pretty pumped about some of the developmental prospects of you know, Dawson Knox and, and everybody drafted later, Voshan Joseph, and, and, and the guys that are in the, the tail end of the draft. I think all of them are excellent projection picks. Now, they could end up doing nothing. In the NFL, but I like the tools that they have. I like what Dawson Knox brings to the table as a complete all-around tight end. I like what uh, Joseph brings at linebacker. Like they have the potential to develop into actual players on the team, whether it's as key reserves and special teamers, or even as starters in some cases. So they they drafted guys that I like in that regard. I think they have high upse- upside and uh, high ceiling guys that were drafted at the end. They might not make the roster in 2019, but as practice squad candidates or or guys that they can bring along maybe on the tail end of the 53-man, then 
I like them a lot. So I wasn't upset that they didn't draft a wide receiver. And I think that's pretty much where it comes down to is if you thought the bills needed to draft a wide receiver, you're probably disappointed in the draft. If you thought that the bills were going to be okay at wide receiver, you're probably really excited with who they drafted. So I'm, I'm in that latter category. I didn't think they needed to draft a wide receiver. I thought if the chips fell the right way, that a receiver could definitely be in play for them in the second round or third round. They obviously had a little bit different uh, options at the second round. Um, They probably will need to add a wide receiver at some point, but they did add, you know, a a nice undrafted receiver in uh, Devin Sills. So all, all in all, I really liked the draft class they were able to put together. And, um, it's just because I wasn't hell bent on them getting a wide receiver in the draft. And so I'm pretty happy with who they got. Um, I wasn't on team, no running back. I, I'm not upset that they used a third round pick on Devin Singletary. Uh, I, I don't know how that's going to eventually, you know, work out. I think they were okay at wide receiver at, uh, excuse me, at running back and need to spend that third round pick. So the opportunity cost might not be there or they could have added it another position, but Singletary was sticking out on their board. They do have a long-term need at running back, so I at least understand the pick. Thanks for your question, Brian, on Instagram. You can follow us there, at Buffalo Rumblings, one word. Back to Twitter for our next question, at Furrow Sterling asks us so for robert foster 700 yards receiving over or under figure this out bills fans who is the last bills receiver to go over 700 yards in a single year i'll give you the player at the end of this answer well sterling you're probably not going to like my answer i am of the belief that robert foster is probably at his best as a a fourth receiver on this team he was able to play 90 percent plus of the snaps over the last several weeks of the 2018 NFL season. But I don't know if that's necessarily because the coaching staff loved him that much. I think it has to do way more with the fact that they just didn't have a whole lot of other folks that could catch the ball. They got rid of Charles Clay. They completely revamped their wide receiver depth chart. So it's, I I think he was more the number one target for a while just out of necessity versus actual desire to have him be the number one target Uh, with John Brown, Cole Beasley and Zay Jones. I think he might be at his best as the fourth wide receiver running his limited route tree and developing that ability to get open a little bit. Now the bills did run a little bit more four wide receiver sets uh, to give Josh Allen more options as the season wore on. So that doesn't mean he's not going to get a lot of playing time, but I don't necessarily see him in the top, say one or two receivers. I don't think he's going to go from undrafted free agent cut during the 2018 season to being the number one receiver on a team during 2019. I just don't see that happening. So let's look at it a little bit more realistically to get to 700 yards receiving. He would have to average about 44 yards per game. He was able to hit that number one, two, three, four, five times over the last seven games of the season. So that's promising. 
but he also did that fighting Isaiah McKenzie and Ray Ray McLeod and I don't know, a tackling dummy as the Bills wide receivers of choice. So if he doesn't quite get the 90% plus of snap counts that he was able to get over those last five, six games, it's going to be a lot more difficult for him to get, you know, the targets he needs to get up there. So you have to go all the way back to 2015 when Sammy Watkins got 96 targets to make 60 receptions to hop over a thousand yards. He's the last bills receiver to top 700 yards in a single season. The quarterback that year, the quarterback that year was Tyrod Taylor best season of his career going over 3000 yards passing. EJ Manuel had 500 yards passing. The bills threw the ball 500 times last year and Zay Jones had 102 targets, but they just weren't able to connect on enough and enough at the yards per reception that they needed. Jones finished at 650 receiving yards in 2018 to lead the Bills. I guess that's my really long way of saying that you should bet the under on the 700 receiving yards for Robert Foster, and I don't think it's even close. Our next question comes from the comments section of our last podcast episode. User Glitch99 asks, how is calling McCoy the starter right now pandering to his ego, in quotes? As long as McCoy and his $6 million salary uh, is on the roster, I sure as hell hope he's at the top of the depth chart by default, since no one on the roster even had the opportunity to earn anything yet. Glitch is responding to last week's podcast, where I said that about LaShawn McCoy. I do think that the Bills were pandering to his ego when they came out after the draft and immediately said that he was the starter, make no doubt about it, all that other stuff. It, um, it's the only position on the roster that Buffalo went out of their way to say that, you know, this guy's the starter. You know, they, I, I don't hear that from, you know, Star Latulale. Uh, you know, the Bills draft Ed Oliver at nine overall, and they didn't come out and say Star Latulale is going to start at defensive tackle for sure because they know they don't have to pander to Starla Tulele's ego. You know, at offensive tackle, they didn't come out and say, Cody Ford's going to start at right tackle or, you know, be the, the number one guy. They said he has to earn his spot. They said Ed Oliver has to earn his spot. And I know Ed Oliver plays a different spot than Starla Tulele there. Star plays the one tech and, and Ed Oliver plays the three tech. And that's why it was a big need on the roster. But, you know, they don't have to come out and, and say – that stuff about other players on the roster, but they do with McCoy because they have to treat him with kid gloves. And it's, that's just my opinion, of course, but no other person on this roster did they have to say, well, he's definitely going to be the starter and talk about the $6 million cap at all you want, but they had defensive end as a top need on the roster, on the, the draft board, but they are paying Shaq Lawson. They're paying Jerry Hughes, a lot of money. They're paying Trent Murphy, a lot of money. And I don't think anyone was making any apologies to those three guys. So I just think it was weird that they had to come out and say that McCoy is going to be the number one guy just so that he wouldn't throw a little hissy fit at the beginning of, you know, mini camp or whatever it is. So yeah, McCoy is going to be the starter for now, but just like everybody else, he's going to have to earn his role going forward. They could have said something a little bit softer, like they did with Deion Dawkins. They waited, I think a day or two to say that Dawkins was going to be the guy that started, the offseason workouts at left tackle. 
I mean, Josh Allen is really the only guy on the roster that they have no direct competition for and are fully committed to. They shouldn't be that way about anybody else. LaShawn McCoy, especially at 31 years old or, or anybody else. So I thought it was definitely pandering to his ego so that he wouldn't cause a scene. Thanks for the question in the comments at buffalorumlings.com. And that is glitch 99. Our last question comes from Jesse Tyler Thomas on Instagram, who asks, seeing as how Shady and Gore are long in the tooth, should we look forward to the draft next year to grab a franchise running back or make a trade offer for Jadeveon Clowney, which is more important? I don't necessarily see how the two are connected. I don't think the Bills should be spending a first or second round pick on a running back, if that's the question. They should be you know, using a third round pick or later on a running back. There just isn't a return on investment um, for a running back running backs drafted high in the draft uh, for me to, to like that pick. So if they wanted to trade, say, next year's second round pick uh, for Jadeveon Clowney or something like that, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Uh, I think he's a player that could come into Buffalo and as long as he's willing to sign a contract extension, be, you know, a, a key piece of the Bills defense for years to come. I think he would like it in Buffalo uh, with Sean McDermott as the head coach. Uh, McDermott just kind of letting him do his thing and getting into the backfield and just being disruptive right next to Ed Oliver would be, you know, something I think Bills fans and Bills coaches would be salivating at, but the cost might be higher than Buffalo's 2020 second round pick and then it starts to become problematic just because of how much money they're going to be uh, devoting to Clowney. And now they're giving up draft assets and all this other stuff to get him. So um, I guess the the question comes down to roster building for me. And I think a pass rusher is way more important than a running back. So I would always, always, always side with the pass rusher in this question, which is more important. Yeah, Gore and Shady are, are long in the tooth, but they just drafted Devin Singletary, who I think has the possibility of developing into an every down back in the NFL. Um, Brian Dable came up through the Patriots organization where they shuttled a lot of running backs and did running backs by committee. So I'm really not worried about how the running back situation is going to look going long term with the Bills. Thanks for your question. On Instagram, we're at Buffalo Rumblings there. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. As always, you can call and leave your questions for next week at 716-508-0405. Tweet at us at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out in the middle of it. Send us questions on Instagram, Facebook. You can leave comments in the comments section of buffalorumlinks.com on our show notes, articles, every week when they post on Wednesdays. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show, and it's, like I keep saying, super boring without your questions. Subscribe. Tell a friend that you like our podcast and have them subscribe so that we can get a little bit more followers, get a little bit more traction. It really does help us out. As we move into the deeper part of the offseason, we'll have lots of coverage at buffalorumblings.com about the roster, uh, rookie minicamp, into training camp. Stay tuned. Go Bills.
More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.